Welcome to the Self-Performance Strategies Podcast. Unlocking the secrets of self-performance so you can improve mentally, emotionally, and physically. The goal of this podcast is to help you create more freedom of time, money, and purpose. My name is Stephen, and I am your host. I believe there is always an easier way, and I am here to help you find it. Let's jump in to the SPS podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the eighth episode of the SPS podcast of the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. And in this week's episode, we're continuing a little bit of a trend. The last episode that we did was around the success trap. And this episode, we're actually gonna talk about are you stopping you from winning? Are you getting in your own way? Are you stopping you from success? And in this episode, we're going to talk about the sneaky cognitive biases that actually get in our way. These biases can affect us, whether they're external or internal, mentally or out in the world. So I wanna go through a number of key biases in this episode, but before we do, before we do, As I always do in every episode, I want to frame the conversation with a quote. And this quote is from Leonardo da Vinci. It is an acknowledged fact that we perceive errors in the work of others more readily than in our own. Mr. Da Vinci was spot on with this observation. We find it a lot easier to give feedback, criticize, whatever you want to call it, when assessing other people's work. It's like we're very good at giving advice to other people, but yet we can't see our own blind spots. We can't see how we stop ourselves from getting results. And I know that this has been a a big issue in my life. And just a quick story around this is when I started meditating and journaling, setting goals and doing all the sort of like the base personal development, self-growth, self-performance activities, I definitely felt like I became more aware of my bad habits. Before I did that, I was completely unaware of a lot of my blind spots. And I still probably am, you know, lacking awareness with a lot of my blind spots, to be fair, you know, if we're being brutally honest, like we should be, you know, as you level up, you gain more awareness of what was stopping you, but then you're still very unaware of what's going to stop you from getting to the next level. So that's where I am in my life. But going back to what I was saying, before I did those basic habits, I was very unaware, very unaware of the biases, very unaware of the habits, thought patterns, and really anything else that was stopping me from getting to success. You know, Sometimes I would ask myself, you know, why am I not getting results? Well, you know, I had no self-belief, no clear direction, no process for reflecting, no tangible way to measure progress, and no plan to use what I was learning in life to produce results. I was just living. You know, there wasn't any real intention to it. You know, so if a little bit of self-reflection, a little bit of planning, you can really take yourself a long way. And you can start seeing these speed bumps and these barriers that you keep coming up against. Because trust me, I honestly, I made the same mistake at least four or five times in my 20s and early 30s before I actually started reflecting and seeing that pattern and then being able to rectify that. And then that's why a little bit of meditation and journaling, you can actually start to see 
the repeating habits, routines, and mistakes that you make. So when you don't plan or reflect, you travel unconsciously towards a life you don't want. You travel towards it like a default future, a future that is just going to look exactly like your past. And that's why, you know, I want to discuss these seven cognitive biases with you in this episode. I want to go through the seven key ones that I've been able to pull out from my own life that have that stopped me from growing or once I became more aware of them, I was able to actually speed up my growth. Let's just jump in to these seven cognitive biases. And with each one, I'm just going to describe how it affected me and how I was able to overcome it and what you can look out for in your own lives so you don't fall into the trap of any of these biases. The first one is the bandwagon effect. And and this one describes the tendency for you to adopt certain behaviors or ideas because others are doing so. You know, you see people succeeding with specific strategies and you switch from one thing to another before giving the original strategy that you were doing a time to work. Now, this will affect you in business. Uh, this will affect you with the clothes that you wear. This will, will uh, you know, affect you with political ideas. If everybody's saying one thing and everybody's doing one thing, you are more likely to do that thing. And then when everybody jumps over and starts saying something else, you can, you know, flip yourself all the way over and start doing that thing as well. So you need to watch out for this one because this one definitely caught me out earlier on in my entrepreneurial journey before I really got settled in on doing coaching. I did a whole bunch of small kind of like Amazon FBA, tried a YouTube channel, tried other kind of like side gigs, you know, before actually really landing on coaching because when I was working in my corporate job, I was like, well, what's working out in the world and you're watching all this Gary V stuff and all this stuff online and it's all about side hustles. So you go and do a bunch of these things, but you're only doing them because you see other people doing them and they're getting specific results. You're not really doing them because you want to do them. You're doing them because the crowd's doing them. So this is one to be very aware of because you want to make sure anything that you're doing, you're not just following a trend, that you're actually doing it because it's going to get you to your final destination faster and it's not actually going to build a bridge away from your destination. The second one is the Dunning-Kurig effect. Now this bias or this bias is a cool one. I, I like this one because I've definitely fallen for this one a few times. Uh, you, you think new ideas and strategies will be a lot easier to use than you than, than they're going to be uh, essentially or you think you're smarter than you are in a subject because you maybe read a book on it and all of a sudden you think you know the ins and outs of a, a certain subject like leadership to say or, or you read a book on you know physics and all of a sudden you think you're you know a scientist that's not what happens because with, with your low ability in that new subject uh, you're prone to overestimate your ability overestimate how quickly you're going to be able to do something or you overestimate your ideas or you get yourself caught in conversations with people who actually understand the subject and you make yourself look like an idiot <laughs> you know being there we're not really good at objectively evaluating our own competency levels when it comes to a new subject so give yourself a little bit more slack with new projects and don't be overly egotistical thinking that you have mastered something just because you read a, a couple of books on a subject or, or even less than that, you read a, a BuzzFeed headline on a new subject and all of a sudden you know everything about the ins and outs of the, of the war in Ukraine. No, 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 you don't. You, sadly, you don't. So don't, don't fall for the Dunning-Kurid effect. 
The next one is the plan continuum bias. And this one's one that I've definitely fallen for before with my side hustles and definitely stayed in jobs too long because of this. Because when you set a plan, and who doesn't love a good plan, by the way? Everybody loves a good plan. Love it, love a good plan. But we tend to continue with an original plan, even if all the data points are telling us that the plan is no longer viable. Sticking to your plan at all costs will cost you. So we, we need to be more flexible and we need to be more aware, you know, through journaling and meditation, that when a plan's no longer working, that we're we're not gonna continue with it. We're gonna be like, hey, I'm done with this. So be hyper aware of the plan continuum bias because I, I've definitely fallen for that one, as I said. The next one is a huge one. We we have we we're we all gonna fall for this. We all fall for it. You know, there's no one out there that hasn't fallen for this. And this is the egocentric bias. You might not be as smart as you think. Uh, we have a tendency to rely too heavily on our own perspective, and we have a higher opinion of ourselves than we should. The ego can trick us. This is a little bit like the Dunning-Kruger effect, but this is more about us like over believing in ourselves and over hyping our abilities. You know, maybe maybe we are very good at what we do. Maybe. You know, we're not, not not saying that you're not or we're not good at, but maybe having a few slices of humble pie is, uh, you know, something that we need to do a bit more often. I know I've definitely fallen into this trap, combining this with the Dunning-Kruger effect, going into organizations in my 20s and thinking that I knew the ins and outs of leadership and people management, only to get my ego dented pretty hard when it all went tits up. So don't fall <laughs> for the egocentric bias. Uh, the next one is the confirmation bias. I think we're, we're all pretty hyper aware of this one in society these days. You know, you're not being objective, especially with YouTube algorithms and other algorithms out there with different social media. We, we tend to get the same information or information that we want to hear flipped back towards us in the algorithm. So we, 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 fall, down, we fall down this little confirmation bias whole we tend to see and interpret information in a way that only supports our previously held beliefs so if we're like hyper into something if we really believe in a certain mental model or really believe in a certain policy that the government does or a certain law even though we get lots of facts showing us that that might not be the true thing anymore because we're really deeply into it we'll ignore the the, the pure data and the truth out there saying that we we, we should shift our beliefs the other way this gets you is you attribute good results to your work, your plan, or your content. You attribute the good results to that. But when bad things happen, when your content doesn't work, your work doesn't get the results that you want, your plan doesn't actually work out, you start blaming external factors. You, you blame the algorithm. You blame the news. You, you blame some somebody for leaving a negative comment. You know That's why it didn't get vi go viral or whatever it is. You then will attribute bad results to the external and only good results to your internal work. And, and that's confirmation bias in your own work. So it's, there's a, a second side to it there rather than just thinking about confirmation bias when it comes to information. So we've got to be hyper aware again of this one because it's a big trap. The next one is the gambler's fallacy. This is an interesting one. This is when we repeat something over and over again. And we assume because we've repeated it so many times that we'll arbitrarily say to ourselves, well, it's going to it has to happen this time. It's like going to the casino and the the blackjack you know the the roulette machine sorry roulette machine has landed on red five times so you're like well it's got to go on black the sixth so you put all your money in black and lo and behold boom it lands on red 
So your idea is failing the last five times don't don't mean they're going to work the sixth time. Basically, that's what the gambler's fallacy is. This fallacy says that we tend to believe that random past events affect the future. That that's just not true. If the game hasn't changed and you haven't changed, the results are probably going to stay the same. That that's sort of an overview of everything. So th this is almost like Einstein's definition of madness. You know, repeating the same thing and expecting different results. So. Be, be aware of this, especially in, in, if you're running a business, uh, you're running marketing or sales and, and you've got a funnels and you've been, you've been repeating the same thing now for weeks or months and you're not getting any different results. Sticking with it doesn't mean that it's magically going to happen at, at some point. The seventh and final cognitive biasy that we're going to discuss in this episode is the Pygmalion effect. I hope I pronounced that properly. This one's a tricky one. The Pygmalion effect, also known as the Rosenthal effect, states that high expectations improve performance in a given area. The lower they are, the worse the result's gonna be. So the reason why I want you to be aware of this one, where the other six are kind of like a negative spin, like we fall into this negative trap of falling for this biasy. This is a, a bias that is telling us that we need to actually have higher expectations of ourselves. This is almost a positive biasy that we ignore, that we don't use it. We don't use this one to our benefit. So this Rosenthal effect, this Pygmalion effect, if we don't set the bar high, if we don't set high standards for ourselves, if we don't you know, swing for the fences, shoot for the moon, insert another analogy <laughs> in there. But if we don't have high expectations for ourselves, we're going to get shit results. We're going to get low results. We're going to get bad results. So th this bias can actually really help you improve your self-performance. It can improve how you show up each day by actually saying to yourself, what kind of standards do I want to have each day? What kind of standards do I want to have for my life, my business, my relationships, mentally, emotionally, and physically? And the higher you set, set those standards, the better results you're going to get. Yeah, funny that. That is a fantastic cognitive bias that you can use to your advantage. So go out and use that one. I hope I've been able to express to you how a lot of these cognitive biases are quite sneaky. They can negatively affect your thinking and decision making and lead you to making mistakes that you could have avoided with a little bit of meditation, a little bit of journaling, a little bit of planning, a little bit of reflection. You can actually avoid these cognitive biases. Sit down today, take your journal out and ask yourself, are any of these seven biases keeping you back from leveling up? Are they tricking you into repeating mistakes? Are you not using them to your advantage? Sit down and start that reflection process and see if you can remove or use these cognitive biases to your advantage going forward from this day on. Thanks very much for joining me for the eighth episode of the SPS podcast of the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this one and hopefully we'll speak to you in the next one. As always, if you want to hit me up on my DMs, you can hit me up on Twitter at Steve Timoney, S-T-E-V-E-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y. Twitter's where I hang out the most. Also, if you want to hit me up on my website, it's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y, stephentimoney.com. And I have my blog there, all my other podcast episodes, all my other offers and everything else about me is on that website yeah so if you want to check me out send me a dm 
Uh, lo- love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think off the podcast. But anyway, thanks very much for joining me. We'll speak to you in the next one. Make it a good one.